Welcome everybody, glad to be back for the new year, doing big things as Vocal Rogue. Today, episode 19, Mental Health, Raising Awareness. Today, we're so glad, as we always am, with bringing our guests onto the show. Today, we do have the Director of Public Health for Sandwell, and her name is Lisa McNally. So if everybody could just welcome one. Thank you very much today, Lisa for joining us on the podcast so we can get this nice information out to the people for the access to information. And one of the first questions I'd like to ask you, Lisa, is because you're the Director of Public Health, just for those who don't know, could you break down your role for them, please? Yeah, sure, no problem. So I work for Samwell Council. My job is really to look after the health and well-being of the entire population of Samwell, from the youngest right through to the oldest. And in particular, a director of public health tries to prevent ill health. So unlike maybe a doctor that might treat an illness, my job is to try and stop people getting ill in the first place. That's what we're all about. So it's the prevention, not the cure. Prevention better than cure. Cure, Yes, that's correct. We love that. And that's very good. So... Today, as everybody probably knows, today we're going to be speaking about mental health, just to let you all know, and we're going to be speaking about the Stronger Sandwell Initiative, which is something really big that we're promoting and we're going to try and be part of ourselves. So today, I would like to highlight the mental health. Um, For you that don't know, mental health is a big thing for us here, and we're an advocate as a mum. She's suffered with mental health for 14 years. And just to let people know, because I'm open and honest, I did struggle a bit from September myself and had to take some time off work. So this just shows that anybody can go through mental health issues. It can come and go when it comes. It's usually caused by stress. Sometimes health and education does help. Um, But speaking to people will also help as well. And we're here to give you access to information so you don't have to sit there being a silent voice or being felt like you're being kept away or you're not a part of anything. You are a part of Volcarog, all of you are, but you've all got to buy into this mindset as well. So yes, as we as Rogs was mentioning, you are family, and because you are family, we'd like to give back to you as well. So I just wanted to highlight some of our associates that you'd be able to get a couple of discounts from in town. Um, so first of all, we've got T2, which is the tea shop. If you guys know, you know that Zen loves a good tea, and this is one of my favourite places to go. So check out the store in Bullring for some delicious flavours. We've also got McCann, which is also in Birmingham. That's a Syrian restaurant that are offering up to 15% off for their food. So go and check those guys out if you need a nice meal. It's cold these evenings, so it's nice to go and get some hot food, tasty food, and let us know how that goes. Lastly, we've also got King's Lounge Shisha in Birmingham. On the winter, on these cold winter nights, it is there's not much to do, and it's what, something we're going to talk about in the podcast later as well. But Shisha is a great way to communicate with your friends, peers, and just have some downtime. We are we also do have our um main one of our main associates, which is LA Gains, that's offering gourmet healthy food packs, jam-packed with nutrients, flavour, and all that good stuff, because nobody ever said they ate too much 
healthy food. So go and check those guys out as well. There is a discount on our Instagram, Vocal Rogue, and just, yeah, let us know how that goes for you guys. So let's get right into this conversation. Yeah, let's get right into it. It's about mental health today. We want to try and kick down doors, kick down walls, and break all the stigma. Because why I want to break the stigma is you could yourself could end up having mental health. This is the thing with mental health. You don't know where it's coming from, how it causes it. We do know how it causes it sometimes, but we can also prevent, just like Lisa says, and it's all about prevention. So yeah. let's start looking after ourselves. Let's eat properly. Let's get out there, do some healthy lifestyle. And let's start working together as a community because we're here to make this change. This is yeah. what we're all about at Volcarog, and this is why we work with the people that we work with. Yeah, so you basically, we want to help you be the best version of yourself. And generally, what we're realising is that people think that there's just one or two elements to do that, but there's at least three. And we're going to say that's the physical element, your eating and your diet, that's, it, that's really important to what you're actually fueling your body. And this, like we said, the mental health side. And the more exposure we give to this mental health, as we spoke with Lisa just previous, the stigma will be removed. And which that's what we're trying to work together to do. So what I did want to ask Lisa was, what's the... What's the best ways that you think we can remove the stigma in terms of obviously talking, but how for people that don't know how to talk about their mental health, how would you say the first steps they should do to try and open up and become, I guess it makes you vulnerable in a little bit of sense. It does. Um, we're often a lot happier talking about our physical health than our mental health. Very true. We will say if our leg is hurting, if our breathing is difficult one day, if we have asthma. But to actually open up and say, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling down, it's hard because for so often that's been equated with being weak. It's and we nice. have to get past that. It's not weak. We have to get past the idea that um, we are somehow a burden on people if we talk about our mental health as well. And increasingly, especially... What is great in my job, I see younger people getting their heads around this so fast that actually we can talk to each other about our mental health. We can be ambitious about our mental health. And we don't have to have a mental illness as such, a diagnosed mental yes. illness, to be thinking about how can I improve my mental health. Correct. And as you said, the first step is often to talk to someone. Is there someone you can trust? Is there someone that makes you feel good about yourself, maybe? Can you talk to them? Or, if not, and for some people there may not be yes, someone, yes. there are plenty of services out there, community services, voluntary services, yes. and professional services that can give you some time and space to plan for better mental health. Yeah, we, 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 we do. We need, to, we need to get this out of the way. Um, and people are doing it, like me. I, didn't, I suffer with mental health, and I let people know, not even my own family knows, just to show everybody of the stigma of mental health. But I told them, you know, yeah, we have to stand up and try and help ourselves at yeah. the same kind of time. So if you know that you're down, contact us. Yeah. If you know that you're down, go to the Strongest Sandwell project initiative because we're going to give out all the sites and everything today online so that you can go direct to get help don't sit in suffering silence because that is a thing that has led people to take their own lives if we have to speak about it openly and honestly and we don't want people to have to go through these things because suffering in silence does make people take their own lives because yeah. they feel they've got no avenue no one to turn to 
everybody thinks they're a burden, like you just says, Lisa. Yeah. They think, oh, I, I can't talk about it because they think I'm gonna, I'm stupid or they're gonna put me down and derogorize me or whatever. No, mental health is a part of life. It is a part of our everyday thing. Like I, like we speak, we go to school, we go to work, we break our leg, we hurt our wrist. It is a part of our life. So why can't we start speaking about it? Let's put the stigma out of the way and let's start helping each other. And you're so right to make that connection between suffering in silence and suicide. Yes. And of course, it's no coincidence that the suicide rate in this country, wherever you go, is higher among think, men. Yes. Because yeah. as women, there's often less of a stigma for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we will talk to our friends. Yes about our emotions. Yeah. For men, that has traditionally been more difficult. And um, my heart leaps when I see men's projects in particular inviting other guys to talk about their mental health. Yeah. There's a great project uh, we came across uh, recently called um, Tough Enough to Care. It's run by a really good guy called Stuart Bratt, and we'll put the details yes. um, online. His group is all about inviting other guys just like him to come in and be tough enough to talk about their mental health. Yeah, yeah that's true because um, we did have a conversation before with Zen about men not opening up and speaking. Yes, I'm gonna tell all you men today, look, I had the same element. I didn't want to speak about my feelings. I didn't want to speak about things, but not speaking about it was actually uh, hurting me because every day I was feeling more down, I was feeling more depressed, felt like nobody cared, felt like nobody had time for me. And that's why they, that is the biggest lie going ever. And I tell any man that, speak your feelings. I do it every day. And you know what? I love doing it. It's just got to a stage where I love. So if I'm down, I will make people know I'm down and I'll make them know why I'm down. And because I've done that, it saved my grace and my mental health moving forward. So I would say to all these men nowadays that are scared, just like Lisa says, we will put up the information and you've got a direct outlet. If you don't feel like you could speak to them and you want somebody personal to speak to first, contact Volker Rog and we will direct you straight to, we're gonna give you so much signposting and we're gonna help you with so much and this is why we're speaking today with Lisa to get this out to the public, to let them know, don't suffer in silence, don't be scared. And men, come on men, you know this thing about being men, let's be a man and start talking about it as well. Yeah, it takes a strong man to be honest and transparent with his feelings. Definitely. And that's the message that I think they need to understand. The strength again with phys physicality, we know that. But it takes a stronger man to be able to ex to expose himself in ways that you would not not normally no, in order to fix yourself as well because it's being honest it's being truly honest with yourself and that's why I wanted to touch back on the last podcast we had when we spoke about the fact that men do have domestic violence against them there's, there's certain mental health issues and certain areas that is just a, such a taboo that's attached to it um, that it's quite misogynistic and. That's not really what we're trying to sprout out anymore. Yeah. Everybody's equal. Everybody deserves yeah. to love themselves. Yeah. And I'm happy that there is a rise in charities for men. There's been a lot of work with men in the last 10 years that I've seen where they're all supporting each other and found a safe space to talk between them. Yeah. Um, but what I did want to just touch back, back on was, obviously we spoke about the um, suicide part from for men, but also for the children that, are the victims yes. from parents. Yes. Um, so I'm speaking from a personal experience, and this is why I wanted to bring it up. That's why children's mental health is so important to me. 
but I think that there's been this idea that our parents and our elders didn't really look after their mental health because of these stereotypes and old ways of thinking about men should be like this, men should be like that. Then yeah. there's this middle generation, which is my generation, that are seeing that it's very toxic, it's not healthy. Not and healthy we're now trying to also bring change within our generation a lot more towards mental health. Um, so although it's sad to see that mental health went in that direction, it's allowed us to be very aware of what's going on moving forward as Yeah, well. no, I would say that. And with Lisa as well, she work, She gets to see a lot of all these things. So, Lisa, you see even little kids suffering and feeling the backlash of mental health as well, so going through themselves as well. Absolutely. And we have uh, some real issues, don't we, in today's society yeah. around children's mental health. And there is not, I can think of nothing more important for us to prioritise than that. In terms of our future mm -hmm. as a society, if we're not looking after children's mental health, we're not looking after our future as we're a society. Not. Yes, that's true. So we have to improve and we're working to improve children's mental health services that are run by our colleagues in the NHS. We're trying to support them as best we can, especially to shorten those long waiting times that yes. kids are and parents are having to endure. Also, we're looking at building more support into the community through the youth services, trying to pull back on some of the things that we've maybe lost in yes. recent years. Yeah. Building that support for young people's mental health in the neighbourhoods in which they live, that's where it starts. Yes, so, yeah, young people's mental health, everyone's mental health has to be our key number one health priority. And there's this saying that my mum used to say um, to me, and I'm going to say to everybody, and I really believe in it, and it's called this. Uh, they used to walk around and every day, you know, when the elders used to congregate back and they go, good morning, good morning. And the, the, the black generation used to do this. Good morning, how are you? Glad for my health. The reason why they used to say glad for my health is this. No health, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah? So if your mental health's no good, how are you going to go to work? How are you going to support your kids? How are you going to support your home? How are you going to move forward? We need to start deeply looking into our each individually as well with mental health. Because you have to understand in stages in life, there's some people that can handle it full stop because they've got a strong threshold of handling and yeah. dealing with problems, but there's those that don't. The ones that don't is the ones I really, and we really need to be tapping into. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to say every people are being pushed out of it. You're all, we're all in it together. But you have to understand, like me, I had my mental health. I knew I was going to get over it. It was just a anxiety and depression that was getting me a bit down of life, losing my kid and so forth. So you can see these certain things can bring it pressures of, can't afford to live, can't afford to this homelessness and so forth. There's so much pressure that is actually causing to mental health and it needs to be changed. And this is why we reached out to Lisa because we believe in everything she's doing. She's like a breath of fresh air. She is doing so much in the little time we've had her in Sandwell. And she's done so much great things. She's brought yeah. people together. We get into the masses and she's doing everything that Volker Rog does, which is so nice to see other people do it because it's like it's like a tap on the back. Mm -hmm. It gives you that yeah. extra gee, mm -hmm. gees you yeah. up and gives you that yeah. extra moving forward. So we're saying here's Volker Rog, also with Lisa McNally, also with the sand, um, Stronger Sandwell. Stronger Sandwell, yeah. We, are trying to make a change and I do believe when we make this change other people will see this platform and will take it. 
So, um, as some of you probably don't, guys don't know, um, Lisa actually comes from a psychological background. So there was just one question I did want to ask for like the parents that are listening. Um, so you know, with the kids. Yeah. If you can see an issue with a, a child and you don't know how to kind of approach it, have you got any tips for any parents to try and help the child at that time? If you can see that there's something on their mind and they need to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the first step is to allocate some time to sit down and listen. But of course, that young person, for all sorts of good reasons, might not be very forthcoming. And sometimes kids' mental health, kids' mental distress, manifests itself in poor behaviour, maybe at school, etc. <laughs> so then the next step might be worth having a conversation with the school. How is he or she doing at school? Together, it's about forming that partnership with the school to then seek some extra support. It can be difficult to reach out for support, both for the parent and for the young person. But it's obviously a crucial step yeah. to go ahead and do it. There are services out there to help. Obviously, there are the CAM services, the Children's and Adolescent Mental Health Services. They're the statutory services, yes, yes. the ones run by the NHS. But in Samwell, we're actually quite lucky. We've got a whole range of other support services aimed at young people. And we're going to put some of the information on the website, aren't we? Yes, we're going to put it all up on our site as well. So projects I would mention, we've got a great programme called BEAM in Samwell, Samwell BEAM. That's um, run in part by the Children's Society, but it's actually a collaboration of different services that come together to offer everything from drop-in sessions... They've got the Crunch programme for young people. Yeah, Crunch with a K, obviously. And also something I'm a big fan of, guys, is um, the Couth service. Couth with a K, yeah, yes. obviously. <laughs> K-O-O-T-H is worth looking up. That provides online counselling for young people. Which they need. Now, we know. Where do young people spend so much of their lives we online? Tech. So it's a natural environment for young people to seek support. Yeah. They have, it's run by a company called Zenzone, they have proper, qualified, accredited and supervised counsellors on the other end of the keyboard, yes. if you like. And I've seen some amazing improvements in young people using that service. It's all confidential. So... There are a range of options, yeah. but it's finding them, it's locating the yeah. them. So what I love about what you guys are doing is helping us get that information out to people with an encouraging hand we're and saying, come yeah. on, come and access this support. Yeah, There's something there for people. They, 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 need act, they need to access that information because, like we said, a lot of people feel they're being left behind. Um, they don't know where to turn. Everybody can relate to this. In somewhere in your time, you felt helpless. You don't know where to turn to. Let's get over this. Oh, I feel helpless because that feeling alone can bring other thing, other issues to come along. Yeah. So we're giving the access to information to everybody by working with yourselves. Because as it says, we can't do it because I'm not a accredited or I'm not qualified for. Yes, I did psychology and so forth, but. We are a, like a link and a hub line to other support lines as well ourselves. Please use these um, services. services that are offered to you. They're there for a reason, for a prevention. Did you hear the word? Prevention. Because prevention, I believe, like my mother, is better than the cure. 
because the cure is meaning that you didn't watch the beginning first and that's why we've got to this stage. But this is showing by prevention, we are tackling the issues that we are finding in our communities and other areas. And they seem to be um, bringing this into the workplace as well. So obviously over the last couple of years, we've seen the rise of mental health first aiders um, in workplaces. So what do you think about that, Lisa, in terms of um, those kind of implementations into work environments? Do you think that that's something, a good step forward or do you think there's more that could be done? I think it's essential. Yeah. You know, we spend so much of our time in the workplace. Why would we not? want to make that an environment that supports our mental well-being that's good for the individual the employee it's also good for the employer because yeah. you know they have we lose a lot of people from the workplace sometimes long term because of mental health yeah. problems so as you said initiatives like mental health first aid training a lot of workplaces are picking up on mindfulness programs yes um some simple something that people can adopt, something that doesn't feel too intrusive. Let's make workplaces something that facilitates our mental health, not destroys it. Yeah, another support line. So you've always got somewhere where there's a support line before, like going back decades, you didn't have a support line for mm. certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Where in this, if I was born in this era, I'd feel a bit more better because they was able to find out ADHD. When we was ADHD, it was a smack on mm. your ass and yeah. you got sent to bed without tea or whatever. Yeah. But now that the, that the world's realising these things, we need to be open and honest and speak about it. Talk about it to save yourself and your mental health. I remember, and I'll just point a, a young lady out, her name was Cheryl, a young girl at school, going through some mental health, also added to bullying. Now, I'm going to just say it straight and honest and come forward in shock you all. I was in my uh, property and how did I know that she'd done this? I looked out my window and seen her hanging from her balcony. This is not right. This is because she didn't have nothing support line in place. We wish we did have it then, but we've got it now. So everybody, you need to start using this access for information is here to help you, not to be an ignorance to you, not to go and upset you. It is actually here to help. So go, please do and attack it. You know, one of the crazy things that I done when I was in travelling in Australia. So I went to um, I used to go to random classes, and one of them was laughing yoga. And when I went to the laughing yoga class, they actually just touching on what you mentioned about mindfulness. So that they actually teach it to um, surgeons and and people in high authority jobs after surgery or before surgery to make them release that negative Thank energy you. and become present in the moment. And I think. Those kind of initiatives in the, uh, in the community would probably help as well, doing things like yoga, understanding the importance of being present in this time. So we all think we're present, but you're actually being present and thinking about your thoughts and trying to actually take time to understand the complexity of your mind because if you simplify it, that's when you're underestimating it. Very your true. mind is what allows you to execute every single day. It's not just the energy to get up or the food that you've had before the night before. It's your mind that's allowed you. And that's the message that we're all trying to send, the three of us really, is just to understand the complexity. Give it, give it the respect it deserves because your brain does a lot. And then take care of it, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, it is. You, you remember, your brain is your, your, your central hub. <laughs> so it's to your nervous yeah. systems, it's to your muscles, it's to your nerve endings, it's to a lot of things. So this is why people need to understand, and my part of that would be saying, 
we've been around for such a long time as human beings and we still cannot master the brain. That's right. So that should That's show right. you the complexity of the brain, what can go wrong, what can cause mishaps and so forth. So we do have to do this. So Lisa, I would want to ask you as well, because we're on with the mental health side, is what also do you think for... A lot, in a, a lot of old age people are getting mm -hmm. a lot of mental health. I think it's to do with a lot of things. I've, I've always said to myself, it's to do with fooding. Because I've got a different look into it, as in um, modified foods and mm -hmm. so forth. Um, not getting the right vitamins and so forth, they do it. So everybody's got a lot of different ways. With me, I had my mental health and it helped me get out of it by having a support line. And with yourself, just to let everybody know, you did have suffered with mental health yourself. Yeah. So just to show everybody that you haven't got to be from a higher ranking to think that you can't suffer with it, Lisa's here today to show that we all can suffer with something. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because I said, we, we find it more easily to talk about physical health than mental health. So the doctor might be quite happy, the GP might be quite happy to admit that they have asthma, just like the patient does. But will the doctor admit that they've also had a mental health condition, no. like the patient does? And we need to get past that. Health professionals like myself are trying to get past that. Because how can I sit here and, uh, and ask people to speak out about their mental health and reach out for help if I can't speak about my mental health? So in recent years in my career, I've been talking about the fact that I've lived with mental illness all my life. I self-harmed uh, very badly as a child. And I know this is a podcast, but you can probably still yes. see the scars yes, from can. many years yes, ago on my arms. And I come through the worst of it. I still have my moments. It literally started in nursery school. It started early for me and went right through my life. Maybe it prompted me to work as a psychologist at first, I, I, I don't know. It, I think it mm. probably did. But what it certainly gave me is an understanding of how no matter how well someone looks, you might see them on social media, you might see them down the pub, they might seem happy. They might seem like they have a, don't have a care in, in the world. world yeah. But there's always something going on in someone's life. And it reminds me that... You know, we are all vulnerable. Yeah. We are all needing to think about not just our own mental well-being, but each other's. each other's. And if we can get over those barriers, over that stigma, it, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of how we can transform our society. Definitely. It definitely is. Um, like I says, yeah. So this is showing you people, look, Lisa, in a big job, doing a big role. <laughs> As I like to say, yeah, sorry about that, people. <laughs> I'm not but happy. It's just, to, it's, just, it's just to show that anybody can be hit by it. And Absolutely. this is what I'm trying yeah. to show. And come out the other side. And come out the other That's side. The, only, and the, only, the reason why I tell my story is that, you know, you might see the doctor, Lisa, title and assume that I've never had a care in the world. world. Yeah. But, you know, people with mental illness can be and are successful in all frames of life. I mean, do you remember when Frank Bruno first started talking yes. about his mental health? Yes. 
how can a guy put in that many hours training and be such a warm character? Yeah. You, you're away from everybody, yeah. you're isolated. And to hear some of those interviews and his funny laugh, you wouldn't think that guy yeah. had a care in the world. And then he talks about how ill he became. I really, yeah. Yeah, it was a really big thing because when I sat down there, because remember, Frank Bruno is an English heritage. Yes, yeah? Yeah. National, right? treasure. national treasure. <laughs> yes. So, you know, he was a, a big lad. Look at the size of him. And he was ever so, have a laugh, helped himself. And then he got hit with it. It yeah. just shows that anybody can be hit with it. Yeah. it Wrecked his, yeah, it wrecked his yeah. relationship. Look what happened to Robin Williams. He, he got so bad that... Mrs Doubtfire is like the optimum of my childhood. Yes, Mrs, Mrs Doubtfire was absolutely Legendary. brilliant. But like, well, I'm older than that. I'm of the Mork and Mindy. That's my age. I'm Mork and Mindy. Yeah, but this just goes to show, look, somebody in the big main spotlight, yeah. you'd see him walking down the road, having interviews and thinking, oh, this guy's... You know, yeah, got a care in the world, he's got nice money, he's done it for himself, but this guy's suffering in silence. Yeah. And he felt like he couldn't really come out to people and speak openly as a man. And this is why we're saying about men is the most that need to come out and speak about what they're doing. Because I will say from a man's point of view, it's this machoism mm. rubbish that idea, absolutely annihilates mm. us. And, and men mm -hmm. don't see and they're blind to the fact, but... I'm an advocate of it, and I will tell them all, look, man, if you're scared, you don't want to speak to somebody, or you feel somebody you want to get close to, ring my phone. Yeah. I, I don't care, ring me. I can still signpost you to somebody to help you, but if you mm -hmm. felt like you needed a, a nice voice or somebody you felt you could relate to, then phone, okay. we're happy to do that, yeah. to get you to the place that you need to be at. So also on there, as we touching upon the mental health side, I do want to touch into one thing also, and it's called the Stronger Sandwell Stronger Initiative Sandwell. that you like, have came up with that I am so in love with. Um, this is something that should have been around a lot longer than it has been mm -hmm. now, but this is why things change when other people come into roles and so forth, and this is why we've got you. Yeah. So could you please let the audiences know from all around the globe what the Stronger Sandwell Initiative project, sorry, is all about? Yeah, so it's based on a simple idea. The people, communities, know what they need to thrive. And too often as uh, authorities, councils, NHS, etc., what we'll do is we'll say, we know what you need, we'll look at the data, and we'll tell you exactly what you need, and then we'll do it to you. When in fact, the real experts on people's lives are people Good. themselves. Exactly. And so what we're trying to do here in Samwell is shift as much of our work as possible to what we call a stronger Samwell approach. It's often called a strengths-based approach or an asset-based approach because it's built out of Samwell's strengths. Most importantly, yes. it's people, their ideas, their experiences, their enthusiasm for things. So rather than me sat here thinking, right, what does Samwell need and me doing it to them, me and my team, we get out there, we listen to people, we find out what are you trying to get off the ground, what are you trying to achieve, what ideas are in your head, and let's make them happen. And I'm quite confident, because I've seen it so many times now, that if you follow communities' own ideas, if you help communities make their aspirations a reality, their idea for the project, their support group, their event, make that happen, 
you're on a surefire yeah. winner. Yeah, and this is why we did open Volcarogue as well, just as I've done with Jubilee Jaguars to open, help them open Jubilee Jaguars. Everybody working together shows a better sign, shows a sign of unity. It's time for those who in the sil who are silent can now attach to and find themselves thinking more openly, finding themselves that now, oh, I didn't know I had this support line. Oh, I can actually go and do this. This is something I've always wanted to do. You can give them the aspiration to go and do that. Like yourselves, as we do, we help you with your ideas. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is to give you... It works so much, helps the community, keeps business running, keeps the community thriving, keeps people's mental health down and everybody working together as a, as, as a community. Yeah. So we really do believe in it. The Strongest Handwell initiative is, Project Sorry, is going to explode and I'll tell everybody from now, it will explode. So you watch this space and watch Lisa McNally and her team come around because I'm going to tell you from now, I've seen Lisa McNally go out there and go to the people. This is something that people don't normally do. Go out into the public and go and help. <laughs> who, do, who really does that? Really? Lisa McNally does. Yeah. She an really executor. wants. She's an executor, just exactly like ourselves. Yeah, and just the best thing about that approach is the inclusivity. Um, as people from Birmingham and yourself from Liverpool, you've come from an area that's very diverse. It's not just one culture; it's a mm -hmm. mixing hub of all different cultures, ideas, and everything. So the fact that you're now going to use that to your advantage to approach the areas that are filled with all this vibrancy, culture, colours. It's just going to be nice to bring it back into the idea of community, which is the whole point of vocal work. So I'm really excited to just see the interactions between the higher figures and, and us laymen, basically. I think vocal rogue is an excellent example of what we often call, a bit of a funny phrase, a community asset, a community strength. Why would we go off and set something up ourselves from scratch when we've got something, for example, like Vocal Rogue doing its work in the community or a walking group that some ladies want to get started yeah. or a community project involving young people? And I tell you, it's so much fun to work like this. So story, um, young girl yeah. called Holly in Tipton wrote to the council um, and funny enough, she didn't write to Samwell Council, she wrote to Tipton Council. Yes, so, yeah. so, you know, fair play to the Royal Mail who got the letter to us. <laughs> and she wrote, uh, and on the strongestsamwell.com website, you can see a picture of her letter. She wrote that she wanted us to hold a race in her town, Tipton, a running race for lots of people. And it was going to raise money for Save the Children. And she even drew the route on, on, the, piece of, on the piece of paper. So we got in touch with her mum, we found her mum via social media, give her the shock of her life first of all by saying, we've got Chloe's, um, we've got Holly's letter, her mum's called Chloe, and um, she oh my god, you've got the letter, I said, hang on, and we're also going to organise the race, and so a couple of months later, hundreds of people running around the park in Tipton, raising money, how easy was that to take an idea from a young girl, make it happen, we had our public health development officers in the town, in all of the towns, making these ideas a reality. We knew it was going to work because Holly told us it yep. was going to work. And she understands her area. She understands what people want. And yeah, and with that, with Holly and showing moving forward, Holly is showing the signs of a leader. Oh, yes. you, have to, you have to say that because they're a leader, but this is the thing. If you get the kids to do these things, you're setting leaders 
and making the next generation going to be better than the generation before. And that's what it's supposed to be about. The last generation done what they've done and the new generation is supposed to move forward because that's what it was supposed to be set up. And having these young people, having these ideas, helping them with these ideas can only be a good thing for mental health, for their self-aspirations, to achieve self-esteem, to achieve things in life and to actually execute plans and make it happen. Absolutely. And so... It follows from that. That's what Stronger Samwell's about. We're saying to the Samwell community, come on, what else do you want to do? What are your crazy ideas? What are your big ideas that will help improve people's health and well-being? We've got a project now with all the primary schools called Big Ideas. We're yeah. asking the kids to write just like Holly. And we've asked them, what will make people more physically active? What will help people be less lonely? What will help people eat more healthily and we're going to get their ideas and any that we can make happen make let's happen. make it happen oh, yeah. and we've met some extraordinary people I mean I told you about uh, the guy who's running the mental health support group which, for which men I, which we love there's, that. A, there's another lady we met with him called Sam Samantha Wood she's running a group called Stronger Together and that is it's a Facebook group and also a face to face group and they're doing some amazing things. A great idea of a project run by local people for local people. people. And our job is behind the scenes, just helping make it happen. Yeah. And one, honestly, one of the most powerful images I've seen uh, in my career, I saw not long ago, and we'll put the photo up on yes. your website, of a bridge in Samwell. And obviously we know bridges over main roads can be, unfortunately, suicide yes. hotspots. <laughs> They've covered this bridge, or rather they've worked with the local community to cover this bridge full of notes. Notes from people in the community aimed at anyone who might walk past, but Have especially yeah. people who are going to yes. That sort of example of the community being its own source of health improvement, of mental health, is just so powerful, it sustainable, powerful. scalable. Mm -hmm. That that's what we're trying to work on now. It's not about us as a council deciding what the community needs. It's asking people, what are you trying to do? And let us make ideas like yours become and, a reality. And, absolutely, and this is why I love it, because this is helping people all around. And this is showing that somebody from a higher class like the council is actually standing up and taking notice. Because I will say myself, because I'm from the community and speak on the community side, we didn't have this and we found it as like a blocking tool and it was blocking and causing loads of problems. But it was glad that we got Lisa that actually, and everybody looked in and her team, because she's got such a lovely team as well, they looked in to make this change. And this is what we're trying to reach to. Everybody that wants to make a change, let's all reach out to each other because we do need each other. I'll tell everybody this, when you're doing something, you can never do it on your own. Mm -hmm. So when you're running a shop, okay. you didn't start it on your own. When you ran your own business, you didn't do it on your own. You yourself has got a team, you didn't do it on your own. Starting Volker Rob, we didn't do it on our own. Everybody done something where they didn't do it on their own. So if with that aspect in there, why can't we just work together then? Exactly. Don't look at, don't look as, oh, but you're stealing my my, my um, followers or you're stealing. No, it's not about that. It's for everybody to get the information. So if you want to come on the page and you put something up, at least retweet it so somebody else that really needs that help can get the information because we don't know who who needs the help because we can't see it yeah 
And um, I was just going to touch on that. So you know where you were saying um, everyone needs help, everyone needs someone, blah, 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 and we're all aware everyone needs help. But then the only thing that people don't realise they need help with is mental health. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep touching back. Yeah, on we're going to keep touching on that. You're allowed to need help. You're allowed to feel vulnerable. Um, just use the facilities that are out there now that you've been aware, made aware of it. And if not, at least share with other people so you know someone that needs it. I'm not saying everyone has mental health, but you definitely know someone that does. And that's just about sending, it's just about directing them to it. The the littlest thing you could do is direct them towards help if you don't know what to do yourself. Because dealing with mental health with someone that's got mental health can be quite hard. It's very hard. Because they're they're not thinking rational and at the time you may be thinking rational so you can't even put yourself in their shoes completely to be empathetic. So if that's the case, then just reach out to the people that we've spoken about in this podcast. Yeah, and we're going to put up all the details on our site so you've got all the details so you can get straight to it. We're not a a podcast or... We're a podcast first and foremost, but we help the community at the same time. And it's not about, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that. We're saying, like, look... Everybody that's got this hold up of, oh, we want to do it on our own, you're going you're gonna to falter. I'm going to tell you if I'm now. You're just hitting yourself to falter somewhere down one year, two years, three years. We've noticed this. With people working together, it shows a bigger, powerful thing that you cannot touch, which is called unity. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people want to feel accepted, want to feel warmed in by people. And this is what we do. We're not, just because you want to speak to us, we're not going to go, oh, we haven't got time for you. We've got time for everybody. And this is the thing, having the time for somebody. What's happened to the days of back of old of, good morning, how are you doing? I know a lot of people that, it would sound stupid, but just by saying that good morning helped them from having mental stress. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people believe just saying, good morning. Because it lets, you remember, you've got endorphins in your brains that need to be let out. But when you're keeping them held away, you're going to keep yourself locked down. You're kind of blocking yourself. Mm. Having mental health is not easy. And it's not easy getting out of it because your brain tells you so much different things. that There's no way to get to the light. But it's your brain telling you stupidity in that regard. But what I would say is if it's telling you stupidity, click a button and go and get the help because the help is there. It's not 1960 anymore where there was no help. It's 2019 where we live in a technology era. 20. And, uh, oh, sorry, 220. Yeah, thank you. I knew I was going to mess up, but that's my you. first one. Thank you very much. You're allowed one. <laughs> You're allowed one. Yeah, and I, I knew it was going to come. I did say that too, saying 2019. But it's in 2020. There's so much help there. Why are yeah. we not tapping into this help? And we're stuck on social media every day and we see it, but we bypass it. Yeah. Don't bypass it. Go and look at it because it helps there for you. If you don't need it yourself, press that button which takes two seconds to retweet to let the person who really need it have it so it helps them move forward in life also. So with the Stronger Sandwell project, Lisa, could you tell us a bit more about it as well and be a Go straight into it too. Who have you been? Who have you been to? To highlight a bit more of where have you been around so that people can get a bit more of a grasp of how brilliant a job that you are doing. Well, I mean, one good place to find information is on our website, strongersamwell.com. And what you won't see on that website is any council logo or NHS logo. We're all involved. Mm -hmm. Um, We're working with the community and voluntary sector as well. SCVO, the community and voluntary sector coordinators. I've been trying to to get in contact with him. He's a lovely guy. He's a really good guy. And we're working in partnership with them. 
it, it belongs to the community and it has one, I guess, simple aim. I want um, someone to be able to open their door wherever they live in Samwell and know that there are half a dozen different things that they can walk to and get involved in. Yeah. It could be a walking group, a knitting group, uh, a drama group, a sports group, whatever they fancy. Something that will bring them together positively with other people. Because, you know, we think about mental health as an individual thing often. And you're so right, we get trapped in our own minds yes. and we struggle with you our mind, own You mind can health. be a jail. But one of the best ways out of mental health problems is to reach out to your community. But it can't always be mental health support groups. We have amazing mental health support mm -hmm. groups, and I've talked about two of them already. Mm -hmm. But people can help their mental health by going walking yes. with a group of other people, by doing some music yeah. with a group of other people, by learning a new skill. We know that's good yeah. for mental health as yeah. well. So the aim of Stronger Samwell is to swamp, literally drown Samwell in these local community-run projects that are run by local people, for local people, and importantly, that are accessible by all. So one of our principles that you'll see on the website is nobody gets left behind. This, if, if this is going to be for anyone, it needs to be for everyone. everyone yeah. And the whole point of going to the community to develop these projects is what would I know, a scouse girl from North Liverpool <laughs> in her 40s, what would I know about what a Sikh man wants to do? Yes. It's the Sikh community that yes. What would I know about what a young black guy, what his aspirations yes. are? So the whole point of Stronger Samwell is to go to people and not tell them what they need, but yes. ask them what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And we'll cover Samwell. Samwell is a rich place with community projects. Yeah. We're going to make it richer. Yeah, I'm we're going to, we're going to, no, I'm going to tell everybody that's listening today, we are, um, Rock Rogue, we help out everywhere. We try to do our part as well. There's so much people doing something that a lot of people don't know. And these are the people we're tapping into to make a broader community and to get to all the masses of people that are struggling with mental health. You've got diabetes, you know, you, um, you need helping with um, your mum's old they can't get to here, they need flu vaccination. We're giving them the option with all of us working together to help them with no matter what your problem is, there is an output there for you to help you. So if you want to open your own business, if you've got an idea that you think you want to think and you think, oh, it may be stupid or, or it won't work, there's never such thing as stupid. We can look at that together and tweak it and make it work. I don't believe in anything that won't work. I don't come to Rugs and tell Rugs it won't work. He will find a way to make it work. We will find to make it work because we are the community. The community is not one person. The community is based off of everybody. So everybody is involved in it. Yeah, and just to touch back on what Lisa was saying, so there is it is accessible now. Um, there are things to do, and Lisa herself is accessible if you did want to write into the council. Mm, and one of the main things that I found really inspiring that I'm hoping Lisa would explain about is the changes that were brought amongst some of the schools, just from little things like people getting in touch and saying this is not working with the council and then now implementing change to help make that happen. So could you just let, let them know a little bit about what happened there? with the letters. So we heard from parents, 
we heard from young people that when they were being weighed and measured to check for childhood obesity, it wasn't going well, particularly because we were sending these letters home. And we are nationally required to run this programme. Yeah. And every council in the country sends these letters home and says, your child is overweight, your child is obese, and you know what? It, it wasn't landing well, uh, as you can, I can imagine. That. So I looked into this, very conscious of the rising eating disorders in um, people, especially maybe girls, but also boys having a really bad relationship with food and a bad relationship with their bodies and their yeah, self-esteem. Men, men don't really suffer as much as women like that. Yeah, that. It, it, it affects both, but I particularly, you know, thought back to myself at that age, maybe sort of 10, 11. I was already self-conscious, and girls these days are even more, more mature. More conscious yeah. before that, yeah. So we listened to parents, we listened to young people. I also went off and looked at the research and thought, hang on, we got to stop this. Yes, we need to address childhood obesity. Yes, yes, we need to look after people's health, but not by destroying their self-esteem and the process. So we got together with a group of parents, a group of young people, and we designed a new resource, a new information resource that can go out after the weighing and measuring rather than these awful fat letters. We're the first council in the country, as far as I know, to scrap these letters and take a more positive approach that looks at not just healthy eating, but mental health and physical activity. Yeah. And let's see, you know, at the very least, we're not going to be making people upset, yeah. making people angry. I have a feeling that people are going to respond more positively to this yeah. and actually look after their health yeah. more. We commend you for this. Yeah, we, we, and, and I'm, I, I am be, because when as we as when you get letters like that as a parent, so I'm a parent myself. You get a letter like that and you send that letter home to me. My back's going to be up straight away yeah. because it's kind of like a contradicting letter at the same time, yeah. and it's kind of like, what are you telling me? What I don't know, or yeah. what? It's kind of like a contradicting, and and we're glad that you looked into that because. Sometimes, have you had a letter come from somebody saying, like, if you live in a property, it's kind of like, oh, if you haven't paid your, your, your council, if you haven't paid your rent, um, and you're not, um, what's that word, where you're not down as in qualified for the property, so you're still not stabilised uh -huh, for it, yeah. you can be booted out of your home yeah. and stuff like that. So it brings mayhem. So showing that and making everybody see, do you see what's going on here? Sandwell Council, out of any council I've seen, and trust me, I do a lot of researching and I speak to a lot of people. Sandwell Council, I, I have to give it to them. I have to take my hat off and amend them for, one, looking at it, because you have to look at it. If you don't look at it, it just keeps carrying on. It's being looked at. It's showing a change. And I can guarantee you when, and this is when, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to, I'm saying when the stronger Sandwell project kicks off watch other councils come in and start to copy and i hope that they do yeah and, and i just wanted to mention as well that um i went to like a mental health class a couple of weeks ago and the lady that was running it was saying that sandwell is one of the most invested into mental health out of the councils i don't know how true that is but if that is the case then a lot of the other councils do need to just watch what what sandwell's doing and, and takes lead, takes some notes but, out of that. But, but you've, got to, you've got to understand like, like this. People are having an idea to open the shop. Then somebody else will have an idea to open the shop. Because mm. that's why I have a shop to work. Someone's going to open a shop, another guy's going to come and open a shop kind of like the same next to you. Yeah, Sandwell's a trendsetter. Right, it's a trendsetter. <laughs> so 
if that's the case where we're tr is setting trends t for other people to take, because you have to take somebody's initiative. So you'd have your idea. I would nick that, tweak something, uh -huh. and come with my own idea, because that's how ideas work. It's never one person's idea, it's everybody's, but you just put the tweak on it to make it fit for how it fits for you. So just don't forget, you have the strongersandwell.com site that you can go to. I want all of you to have a look at it, go online, take that five minutes, 10 minutes, go and check it in. It's not for my benefit, it is for yours, the community, as this podcast is for the community and run by the community. So Lisa, what would you give the audiences of today of your last words of what you would like them to take in? Tell me your ideas, that's what we want. Tell us what you're trying to get off the ground. Are you trying to start a new football team, a new choir? Would you, are you part of a voluntary group that has seen a gap in the market, if you like, a need? Come to us as equal partners. We can bring th some stuff to the table, maybe some funding, promotion, bit of training if that's needed. Mm -hmm. You bring your ideas, your expertise, your energy, and together as partners we'll make it happen. And that's, okay. and it's, yeah. it's got... 2020 is looking, yeah, looking good. Yeah, 2020 is looking good. It's got to be like that. So, as, as I say, Lisa knows when we was opening Jubilee Jaguars to get this thing off the ground, Lisa looks into things Lisa gets things done. We did exactly the same thing as Lisa. This is why we're going to work with her and alongside her from that one to make this change because the change is needed, everybody. You can see it yourself. I don't have to point it out. You can see the change needs to be made. The change is being made. Please follow the Sandwell, strongersandwell.com site. Go online, take it in, take in all the information it has got there and please utilise it and use it because that is what it's there for. It's not just there to look pretty and look nice. It is there to be used. And I can guarantee you, you will meet so much lovely people that will can take you to the next stage and can help you and give you guidance of what you will need. So today, I'm going to say, we are the advocates of mental health in Sandwell. And we're always going to be. We're never going to turn it off. If anybody wants to get in contact with Lisa, um, you're going to get through to her team and try and work with it. Get information. Pick things from them that could make you work. They have the tools to give you what you need to move forward, whether it's health, mental health, lifestyle, opening a business, Bring your ideas, even to us. If you can't get to them, give it to us. We will pass it on because we do exactly the same thing. And that's why we work together. Yeah, and my last words really are, um, in the words of actually Lisa McNally, is that you are worth it. And the second thing I wanted to say is that in order to grow, change is required. And that's mm -hmm. what's happening right now. And it's an exciting time. Really, really excited to see what's in store for 2020. And just thank you for being a guest on our show, Lisa. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate thank it, Thank you. Absolute honour to work with you guys. It really is. So, everybody, I'm going to say bye from Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye from Zen. Bye. And bye from myself, Rugs. Thank you very much for listening in. Please keep on top of your mental health. Please go out there and get the healthy lifestyle and so forth if you need. But the best way to get that is to the access to the information. And that will be on the StrongerSandwell.com site. And you can also go to Volcarock and all the information will be right there for you for a click of a button to take you straight to, that, to the sites that you need. Thank you very much for today. Thank you very much. Keep on top of your mental health. And we will see you on the next episode of Volcarock. Bye. Bye. <laughs>